Thanks for coming by. I really do appreciate it. I'll say Merry Christmas again because uh, it's still in the season. Uh, What I am going to read for you today, though, is a blog post that I wrote a while ago. It's not a Christmas post. Um, It's something that I think is relevant, however, not for the Christmas season, but just for me in general. Anyone who has followed the podcast or the blog that I write um, at emeticsmind.com We'll know that I have an issue with sleep, that sleep and I are at, od- are at odds with one another, that we're not really friends. We're sort of, our relationship is tenuous at best. And uh, and it's right now at this particular stage in recovery with, post- with having post-traumatic stress disorder, nightmares is one of my most prominent features, definitely my most irksome and troublesome uh, symptoms that I, that I am uh, anathematized by. And, um, and, and so I wrote this post after a, a big spurt of, of nightmares, sort of consecutive nightmares back to back to back, which is not uncommon for me. And unfortunately, um, I had a nightmare last night and, um, and it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'm not quite, uh, I, I don't want to right now. I just, uh, it's still fresh and I don't really want to get into it. I don't have the, uh, when I, when I write something, I have a screen and I have some time to digest and um, work through things. And I, uh, with having voice, uh, with, with having you guys having the ability to hear me, I, I don't really want to get into that right now. So let's just say it was a bullshit dream and it was uh, not a good time and it did not, um, you know, help me with, with getting a restful slumber. Um so I, I started thinking back and, uh, and, and this post that I wrote um, a while back was really fitting. Um, it's called Hey Reaper or Hello Reaper. And uh, I refer to the Reaper quite often and I generally refer to the Reaper as a hymn and I sort of make it a, an actual being. And the reason that I do that is because when I worked on the ambulance, when I was responding to calls, the Reaper felt like a foe, like an actual advers- adversary to me. Uh, it felt like a, a real thing. And, uh, and so in my mind, sometimes it would be a real thing. Um, you know, I would picture where in the room the Reaper would be standing, watching us, mocking us, standing there in wait just to take the spoils of his victory. And his, the spoils of his victory meant the loss of a life in the real world for, for us. And, and, um, and it meant that we had to deliver a death notification and, it was an act that I hated. Uh, it was a really troublesome part of the job. It was, it's a necessary part of the job. It's a, it's one of those things that that is unique to the profession, and it's hard. I didn't like it, um, especially when dealing with minors with kids and things like that. It was never uh, a pleasurable experience. So that uh, that alone lent itself to being quite um, irritating. Um, and I when I wrote this post, I'd I'd been going through some some nightmares back to back and. Fortunately, knock on wood, I'm, I'm hitting myself in the head, uh, knock on wood. Um, over these past few days at Christmas time, I haven't really had uh, really severe nightmares. I've had some unsettling dreams and uh, 
Sorry, my phone just went off and it's still going off in the background. <laughs> it's of course. Uh, when I sit down to do a recording, you know, everyone wants to get a hold of me and, you know, at, at an ungodly hour. Um, anyway, my apologies for that. Um, but when I, when I sat down to write this, this thing, when I, when I, when I wrote about it or when I wrote about my, my, uh, my nightmares, uh, in this post, it's because I was having some consecutive, uh, you know, nightmares back to back. And that's not uncommon for me. And, you know, you guys, I'm sure you guys know that. But anyway, I, I don't think I've done a reading on this. And I, I felt like uh, with having what happened happened last night, I, I felt like this was a an appropriate thing to do. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to read that now. And uh, and, you know, you can take away from it what you will. Um, but this is kind of what it's like uh, to be me at night saying hello to the Reaper. As the crappy skill of night befell over the city, I was hidden away by the sanctitude of my humble apartment, nestled safely within the embrace of my bedding. Sleep and I would soon meet. I felt the tension in the muscles of my eyes begin to melt away as I drew nearer to rest. One last slow breath, and I was away. I have no control over what happens to me when I sleep. None of us do. And as such, the darkest corners of my beleaguered brain began to exsanguinate its malevolence deep into the chasms and clefts of my unsuspecting mind. Darkness fell over the city, and bleakness bled over top of me. The bad things came. The iniquitous things. This version of nocturnal terror was not a direct recall of something that I have seen or experienced. It was something else entirely. Something arguably more sinister. A fable of fright woven together by the demons that reside in my bones. A terrible conjuration of muddlement. I found myself standing alone within a barren room of vacuous detail. An ominous crimson glow permeated the entirety of this chimera. The only discernible thing that I could feel or recognize apart from the glow was fear. A heavy sense of trepidation saturated my hastening thoughts. I knew I was nowhere good, nowhere safe. This fear only grew in severity when I discovered that I could not move. I was cemented where I stood, manacled to hell itself. Off in the distance, a shadowy figure began to emerge in front of me. It was dark and intangible at first, but the longer I attached my gaze to it, the more recognizable it became. It had a humanoid shape to it. It was black, demonically ethereal. As it drew near, the details began to sketch themselves. Its face, his face, was a sickening composition of skull, decomposing meat, flesh and stringy bits of dangling sinew that fell freely from the open spaces of his diseased head. Accompanying this shadowy figure was an effluvium of hot, sick, and rotting tissue. I could feel a growing swell of nausea expanding within my stomach. And yet still, I could not move. This thing, this repulsive monster of nightmares, stood mere inches from my face. I now know who it, or what, it was. It was the Reaper. Death himself, a foe I have quarreled with on many of occasion in the real world, a demon who has robbed from me more than his fair share. The flesh on his face was not his. It belonged to a slain man who I had bore witness to back in the real world. In the real world, he died on the side of the road while trapped within his crumpled, mangled mess of a truck some years ago. Now, here in this place of torment within my own mind, he was worn like a costume by the demon who took him. 
Maggots, worms, and ants began to trundle in and out of his open eye socket and along the craggy, exposed bones of his face. I wanted to run. I wanted to run so badly that I willed my frozen joints to begin moving. I turned and demanded that I sprint away from this hell spawn. But my body betrayed me. It was as though I was attempting to run while immersed within a bed of water. My movements were weighted, slow and sluggish. I continued my attempt at fleeing, but it was useless. Suddenly and without warning, a grotesque and clammy hand started to intertwine itself with mine. It was the hand of death. The Reaper. He refused my furlough. He spun me angrily around to face him once more. Now in a deep growl like an angry wolf, he snarled at me. Snot and liquid drops of fat started to ooze from the diminutive cracks of his yellow and broken teeth. The growl intensified. His grip tightened. I have never felt so stationary. Conceding to defeat, I began to allow a slow rage birth itself into my veins. I began hearing a voice, a protestation against this being from hell. A riot was rapidly unfurling inside of me. If I could not run, I would fight. I locked eyes with this dibbuk and allowed for my intentions to seep through my stare. I was going to kill him before he even thought of ending me. I balled my right hand into a club of meat and bone, readying to hurl it towards this monster's face. I was going to smash his skull. I initiated my own growl and made a determined decision to silence his. I fulminated harshly through clenched teeth, and as the rage soared from my toes to chest, neck, and throat, I lowered my jaw and let loose an oration of indignation. I was boisterous and merciless in my scream. I dove my forehead into the rotting frontal lobe of his and made peace with whatever higher power there may be and began wailing and kicking at the reaper. I was going to kill him, or he was going to kill me. Either way, I was not going quietly into that good night. I kicked spastically and feverishly and my fists matched pace. A war cry bellowed from the pit of my nauseated stomach and through my twisted mouth it let loose. When I was finished, I found that to my surprise and hefty obfuscation, the reaper was no longer in front of me, and I was no longer in the demonic room devoid of detail. All that was in front of me was a ceiling, beside me an oscillating fan. I was in my room, but how? What the hell had just happened? As the seconds gave birth to minutes, I started to realize I was at home. I was within my apartment. I had just had a nightmare. A terrible, twisted nightmare. What I had been kicking and punching was nothing more than my blankets that now lay crumpled in defeat along the end of my bed. I could feel my heartbeat ascend the sides of my neck and then escape from inside my ears. My breathing was shallow and my mouth was dry. My tongue cracked and desiccated like the badlands of the desert. Swallowing felt as though I was ingesting large heaps of granulated air. A nightmare. A fucking nightmare. I suppose they call these night terrors, actually. I allowed for the relucent glow of my nightlight to guide my eyes around the surroundings of my apartment. I told myself with a meditative mantra that I was home, that I was safe, that I was no harm. I placed my hand onto my stomach, assuring it that I understood why it was upset, and then told it to calm down now. I sat up and rested in a seated position on the edge of my bed for a few moments. I fought against the impulsivity to get angry at myself and my injured mind. I spoke to myself as if I were speaking to a patient that had just experienced this very same thing. I used compassionate verbiage and tone. I prattled non-judgmentally about what had just happened. It helped. It calmed me faster than I likely would have in the past. It certainly did more than any bottle ever has. This is what it is like to fall asleep with me. With my brain. My ex used to hate it. 
Not so much because she hated seeing me go through it, but rather because I would wake her up so suddenly. I have not shared my bed with anyone since we divorced. Part of me is afraid that I will scare off anyone brazen enough to even try sleeping with me. Part of me wonders if there is even anyone alive out there that could handle it. And part of me never wants to wake someone else from their much-needed rest merely because I am damaged. I feel somewhat like a burden sometimes. I'm working on it, but that's just how I feel for now. If you want some good news out of all this, it's that I am still sober. I am learning to be kinder to myself in these moments of heinous torment. I am learning to enjoy the days in spite of the nights. And another spot of good news. In my dream, as I told you, kicking, thrashing, and fighting. I kicked that reaper's ass. Fuck you, reaper. Eat a dick. Wish me luck tonight. For tonight, I have to close my eyes. And I never know what happens when I do. But I know what happens when I open them. I live because I am strong enough to do that. Fuck you, Reaper. Fuck you.